Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, we are here live, and this is James Bell of the Boxing Source Radio Show, and we are going to have an impromptu uh, interview here, and I was going to get this uh, young man on the show here in just a second, Uh, so we're going to see if we can uh, give this person a call uh, here so that he could uh, be on here real fast um so let's give us a moment hello yes uh brother gary antoine king james how you doing there king how you doing i'm all right this is james right yes it is yes it is okay 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 i'm fine how you doing today Hey, I'm doing okay, you know, just uh, chilling on the inside and thing of, you know, with all the stuff that's going on right now. So, um, you know, just staying safe and uh, just keeping my eye out on things that's going on around in this world, man. Definitely. Everything nowadays has a double meaning to it. So you got to walk lightly. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, uh, you know, seeing here as we got you here, Brother uh, Gary Antoine, um, you know, you are, you know, competing in the uh, super lightweight division currently, uh, have a record of 13-0. and 0. Um, The last uh, fight that you had was against Jose Marufo over in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where you scored a KO victory. Uh, so uh, go over that particular fight here real quick. Uh, it's a tough competitor. He brought his physicals best. And I was in I was in shape. I was prepared. I knew he was gonna bring his physicals back. You know, but I was taught and grown that it's more to boxing than just brute strength. You know, it's about an intellect. I'm glad that they soaked in, and and I was able to show and perform on that level of intellect. You know, and. The whole game plan in the gym, and my dad was telling me, he's going to come forward. He's going to swing hard punches. His fights that we were watching on him, he's been just bombarding his opponents. Brute strength, he's in shape, touching his body, touching the head, turning it under, touching around the glove. You know, he just beat his opponent down. But I have yet to see in any of the footage that I saw his opponents backing him up making necessary adjustments to make him 
offset himself. You know, they never exposed him, is what I'm saying. And right. I saw a little kinks in his armor. I saw a little kinks in his armor. It's almost like an animal that doesn't look up because he's bigger than everything. Eventually, a, a hawk or a bird can pluck him off because he's not used to, you know, looking up. Physically, yeah, he's always he, he he was in physically yeah physically he was in shape but technically he wasn't sound he wasn't compact that's where I came in to play at he just come for his key punches was an overhand or or looping hook that's that's what he lead with and uh, I'm, I'm I apologize it's a bad time but to sum it all up. Um. Uh, wow, there's people coming up to me. Mm-hmm. How you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, sorry. I apologize. Um, my opponent. We watch footage on him. He's always aggressive, and his opponent would never back him up or never had a chance to be the aggressive because they never did the necessary things like put a jab on him, keep him at bay, turn him. If he's just coming forward, turn him. Change his direction. If you watch my fight closely, you'll see me turn him. Turn him. He's short. So my principal clutch was uppercut hook brick. No one shooting. No one shot. Threes and fours. Fives and sixes. Principal punch was an uppercut hook brick because he was there for it all the time. Remember, he's conditioned himself to just bombard people, just walk forward. That's all he know. Mm-hmm. Walk forward. Touch here, touch there, touch there. But his defensive discipline wasn't there because he's not used to getting punched on. You know, his opponents never had the the, the IQ. So right. we, we shook up the playing field for him. We made adjustments. We made sure that I pivot. I pivot out to my hook side, my right-hand side, uppercut hook brick. He's a shorter guy. He's going to be squatting. So the uppercut is going to be there. Lift him up for my hook. That's going to push him over to my left hand. Straight left hand, bam. Slide in, hands tight. Turn him. Because after I fire on him, he's going to want to get back. Protect yourself immediately. Sometimes you got to do it spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Punch and defend at the same time. But that was our game plan. I was going to hook turn him. He's going to come forward. He walking at me. He's walking at me. I got to be prepared for that. I got to brace myself. I was going to hook break, turn him. Jab, 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 jab. That was our game plan. The whole camp, that's what I've been working on. So my father seen it, then he forced me to see it. And I, I, I was a student enough to sit in the position and believe what he saw. That's how that fight went. Yeah, so... You, you basically said to them, you know, being a come forward fighter in that, you know, usually with most come forward fighters, they do not like to fight backwards. So if you're able to, you know, be the first one at them, and like you said, throw those combinations to them, then they will eventually, you know, back up. And when he backs up, a lot of a lot of those fighters don't know how to fight going backwards. So you basically have them after that, you know. So that ended up being, you know, the uh, KO victory for you, uh, there for you to move to, you know, 13-0. and 0. Um, 
and uh, you know you were there as part of that fight card with uh, your brothers. Um, you know where uh, Antonio was, you know, able to get a win over Jesus Martinez, and uh, Gary Jr. was able to get a win over Tucson Niambayar, uh There, so you know, y'all had the clean sweep over in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And that's all because of good tutorship in the gym. My father, yep. he's been hands-on from day one. We started in our basement. Can you believe that, James? Yeah, in the basement, man. King, yes, my king. Out the basement. Literally. Socks for hand wraps. Out the basement. <laughs> socks, man. <laughs> yeah, just socks, man. Uh, yeah, that like, you know, just getting anything and using anything to you know, to your advantage to, you know, be able to prepare for a fight, you know, but, you know, like I was saying, like, sometimes that, that's what, you know, makes the most out of you, um, what you do outside. It, of the it, it does. You know, it, it, it's, it, it is key for you to be able to be prepared inside the ring, you know? So, you know, being out there in the, in, in the basements and, you know, getting down in the, you know, the dirty, the nitty gritty, uh, in like heat, extreme heat, uh, it just prepares you to be stronger and tougher when you step into the ring. Because if you're able to get through all of that, then just about anything in the ring, you'll be able to handle with no problems. Yeah, definitely. It molds you to be a warrior. It's, it's, it's a flip-flop flip side to that. Because that environment got to stay like that. If you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's an environment that you're in. Your father, yeah. your brothers, or whoever's around you that that all took place with. That was an environment that got to sustain the same. One thing I respect about um, Venus Williams and Serena Williams' father, he buried their old station wagon right in front of their house. They got a big old mansion. He buried his old station wagon. Tilted a car, tilted up like the nose of the car in the ground in their front yard. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that is? Oh, like to put you know, like put it right in front so that they uh, you know, know, know everything where they came from. At least that's what I would say. You know, right? That wagon, that station wagon, took them from point A to point B when it was ten or, or six or. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. That station wagon took them through the course of their lives, and, and the father saw that the sisters were starting to have this little rivalry between each other, and he seen that they was forgetting where they came from, what got them to that point. So he buried that station wagon right in front of that that pretty old mansion that is <laughs> to to remind them don't lose yourself. Remember where you came from, and we got you here. Mm-hmm. You know, and my father he have a great way of of doing that. Like he know how to do that well. And many people understand. I believe a a genius as a person that can make something so complicated so simple. 
and be able to explain it in the simplest form. Right. Yep. And, you know, the thing is, like you were saying with that story about uh, Richard Williams and and the Williams sisters, I mean, that's, you know, kind of like how you and your brothers got started is, you know, being in the basement, um, you know, also like being, uh, you know, outside, um, could be like in a garage, you know, a small garage or something like that before, you know, moving into you know, gyms around the Washington, D.C. area, and now uh, currently, what is that, uh, Enigma uh, Boxing Gym that y'all yes. have uh, over there in that area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, last year, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, in that Enigma Gym to uh, interview your brother, Gary Jr., and you can see even in there, like, yeah, y'all are, you know, getting in and working every single day, and it's hot and grimy, you know, up in that gym, too, so... That doesn't take away, you know, from your hunger because you know that you got to work. You you definitely going to be uh, sweating up in there. So you're going to be working hard. And that's the thing about it. You know, you work hard uh, in preparation. You don't have to, you know, work hard in the ring. You know? Okay. I ain't know. I ain't know. Well, it's, it's something that you definitely got to learn to juggle and get comfortable with because not not everybody is going to have the ability to stay calm mentally in the course of the way things are going, especially in this profession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, going going here uh, to your professional career, uh, you know, you had, you know, that string of wins there. Like I said, you're starting in at 13-0. and 0. Um, You're currently at that super lightweight division, um, which is, you know, kind of uh, – pretty active division at this particular point. Um, you know, you have the likes of the, you know, the Josh Taylors out there, uh, Jose Ramirez is in, you know, uh, Lewis Ritson, the Victor Postal and uh, Regis Prograce. So, um, you know, what is kind of like your, you know, your plan or what, you know, your father has as a plan for you in the super lightweight division? Um, I mean, honestly, I believe that a lot of these fighters are seasonal fighters. I mean, at some point, all fighters are seasonal. That's why you have the whole next generation stuff going on, you know, in the boxing industry. Because oldies fall off and new ones grow on. That's, that's exactly why. But the way things are moving now, it's, it's different. You don't have no flawless fighters out there anymore. You don't have one have one or two picks from one region, probably one or two from another region, one from hometown, things like that. Real spotty. Back in the day, everybody with made boxing, boxing, everybody. It wasn't no top contender. Everybody was the best of the best. If you watch any type of boxing fight. During the during the eighties, Marvin Hagler's in them days, Tommy Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard, any of those fighters, Ted, uh, Ted, Pete Stevenson, those were fighters that would never go washed up, forgotten. Those are icon fighters. That's what made right. boxing. It was a skill set. 
It was a skill set that made people attract to the to the sport period. You know, but that that skill set isn't being projected anymore. At least not the same. I understand evolution supposed to come on its own, but I believe that the intelligence of it shouldn't dissipate. Gotcha. You know, and I could see that happening. So, in my division, I'm definitely going to excel. You have, like I said, one or two good ones. Five probably tops, and that's it. Now, honestly, the good ones that everybody consider good, I don't really consider them good. I believe they're basic because they have flaws that I see that they cannot fix. Right. You got a lot of, a lot of fighters out here that they cannot fix their flaws. They're just athletic enough to the point they can keep getting away with it with a, a less intelligent fighter. Or opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, sometimes it, it, it comes to um, where the opponent is, you know, either less intelligent or doesn't have enough uh, toughness in the ring or has some type of deficiency where the other person can take advantage of that. And with that, they'll be able to win the fight. Um, but, you know, the likes of, you know, the top contenders, they're at super lightweight. Um, you know, you could see a flaw in, you know, every every one of them, uh, you know, even at the top, you know, um, both the guys that are holding the world titles at this particular point, they, you know, definitely have their flaws. They've best, definitely been caught a couple of times with some good shots, you know. It's just that their opponents didn't have enough to finish them off, you know. So, I mean that you know makes makes that super lightweight division wide open. I mean exactly at that point it's up to the individual. That's what that's another thing that's special about the the sport. Mono y mono, intelligence versus intelligence, physicality versus physicality. But <laughs> please make no mistake, you have to bring every trade you have that you possess and your one little body inside of that square and you have to use all of it. Sometimes you don't have to use all of it because your opponent just can't make adjustments, but you definitely have to be prepared to use every last bit of it. That's what this sport is about. If the individual don't have that type of mindset already, it's 2020, they done went through some amateur fights, and you tried to go to the Olympic trials and make it to the Olympic team. They did all of that and failed to succeed. And now they're professional and they still don't have that mentality or mindset. Their career is going to be short-lived unless they have a change. I'm not talking bad on anybody. I'm just, I just know the sport of boxing. Gotcha. Now, one of the like kind of go off of boxing here for a little bit and and talk about a couple of things uh, here uh, with your family. Um, one of the things that you know that is posted like in your uh, social media, uh, there's like a you know hashtag on there, and it's bloodline of royalty, um, and it you know goes into you know the Russell clan or the Russell family and you know how all of you conduct yourselves. So. Kind of like going to that a little bit, and then I'll have like a couple of follow up questions to that. 
uh, it reflects on life itself, reality. The bloodline of royalty isn't no understatement. It is what it is. It's just saying we we say ashe. That means it is what it is. That's an ancient terminology. Mm-hmm. Before anything, we have to go back to the journalist or some type of text to describe how things started that went back to Africa. You can't take Egypt out of Africa. Egypt is Africa. The pyramids. It has a pyramid up there that has a lot of hieroglyphics and, and, and writings that explains everything from the ruler to the tutor. Now, the bloodline of royalty, where that comes in at, is that was a, a, a savior people that was there. People that had a different level of intelligence. If you go in the pyramids, they got stuff that goes out into space, spacecrafts, laptops, light bulbs, architecture, helicopters, sewer systems, the way to design them. This was before it was exposed to us now in reality. We are aware of this. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Now, that same group of people, culture, we share the same blood. We provoke it during different times. Anybody with melanin, melanin gives you pigmentation, which people call now, for layman terms, black. But really, it's also an intelligence that runs through your DNA. That's why people have dreams. That's why people have deja vus and things of that nature. Or just able to do things physically-wise. Physically, their physique is built a certain way due to the genetics. So it's a bloodline thing. That's a factual. And when it comes down to the intelligence and how you conduct yourself in just life itself, that's a whole nother thing. You have people and families now that are broken. The father's not dead. Baby mama's having having another baby mama be the baby daddy. It's a lot of wild stuff going on nowadays that's so backwards. But that is all done to an upbringing, an unhappy home, a place that was called home that was never a home because the individuals that was there wasn't intelligent enough on how to groom their, their little ones. Their offspring is what they call it. You know, so when you when you think about it, the lifestyle is not something that's that's that can be played about. You have to live it. You really have to live it. It's not something that's temporary. That's a. It has to be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You see what it brought us. It brings togetherness. It brings understanding. It brings intelligence. It brings it, it brings order. You got the alpha and the omega, the junior, then the next and the next and the next. And on television, they try to show it in flares when they show the Roman days and the king, European king. He has a son, a couple sons. Let's say he had three sons. 
they'll show that the order of the sons going in. The oldest son, he's the next in line of the being a king. Once the father died, once that son died, the next older son, he's next to be king. If that brother died or get overthrown during battle, that's just how order goes as far as ancient order. Right. But that order isn't practiced in homes. That's not practice. It's difficult to be practiced consistently, especially during, during days like this. You have a system purposely set up to make it where though that cannot happen. A good structure cannot be built. Kids go to school at 7 in the morning, 7.30. Parents go to work at what, 9, 8, 9.30? Right. They get back at, you know, kids get back from school too. Hopefully they got a babysitter or the dad is at home and working at a different time as the mom because the dad got to retrieve them from school. 2 o'clock, parents still out 9 to 5 normally. Both of them home. Kids play themselves to sleep almost. They got to eat still. Parent come home at five. She got to get ready to do the same thing tomorrow. Get her clothes ready. Take her clothes off first. Get her clothes ready. Feed the kids. How do they feed the kids? Try to have the less, uh, at least the little, last little bit of time they do have. Because I know now it's probably 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. After the parent and the kids and done all of that. So everyone is sleepy at this point. Including the kids, <laughs> so they don't they don't want to learn, and kids don't learn like adults. So you gotta you know beat around the bush or uh, prick here, prick there. You gotta give them different angles. You know you probably gotta put some stupid faces on and all that just to get the kids happy and energetic. Right. So they could be willing to learn, but that ain't gonna happen because everybody is sleepy, and this is from Monday to Friday. That's the schedule that's been implemented. So when you got a parent nowadays that can really instill some stuff that's worth edifying, like some edifying stuff, they're great in my book. You're naturally great because of the DNA. That's why I say our bloodline is royal, bloodline of royalty. People just don't understand they they lost. So many people are lost. Don't get it twisted. It was some people that was lost back when and had some offspring. So the fruit don't fall too far from the tree. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, my brother. And that's what separates the the the, the two, the ones that are still woke and, and and understand who they are. And the blood is a little more stronger and thicker as far as closer to the descendant. And sometimes that don't even vary. It's just all about you just remembering. It hasn't been taught. It hasn't been instilled. Because mm-hmm. you can give it to somebody or you can give the information to somebody that's not of the descent and they can take it and run with it and wake you up even more. Fill you in on some more stuff. Help you out. Get yourself to a further point mentally. That's just how it works. As far as the bloodline of royalty, the DNA, that's how it functions. The DNA is an intelligence. Yep. This and is a when great it comes way down to, to blood, 
that, that's the only way to explain it. There's many, well, it ain't the only way, my king. I apologize for you putting that in your head. I'm trying. I'm trying to explain it the best way I can, in the simplest way. Hey, that's no problem. That's no problem. I mean, you you know referred to, you know, the people over in Kemet, and how they were able to you know do everything that they did during their time in Kemet, and you know that was basically the first and the greatest library and the greatest university that people all over the world came down uh, over to Kemet to learn what they had, you know, and what they were doing. Um, and, you know, that kind I, of intelligence, you know, is, like you said, descended and passed down uh, generation to generation. So, you know, that is, um, you know, something that I don't think that a lot of people realize is that, you know, there's a legacy that has to be carried down. And that legacy comes from, you know, the likes of those that were in Kemet and other places around the world where uh, they were able to do great things then. And that shouldn't, you know, prevent us from doing great things right now. You know? Right. Uh, and, you but know, there, there are some one percenters. That's, they do great despite of all of the red flags and the bumps in the road. Yes, that's true. You know, in in every in every era, in every era. That's why we're still great now today, because the the bloodline it travels. We don't just come out the womb and have Michael Jordan moves. Well, actually, we do, but we got to get that from our parents, those abilities. But our grandparents' grandparents had abilities. So where did it come from? That's that's how the bloodline works. That's how it travels through DNA. The greatness, the intelligence. Now, uh, Gary Antoine, um, one other thing that I did want to ask you is, um, you know, you're very, you know, you're very well versed uh, there, you know, with what you speak about, and I wanted to get into. Uh, this as far as like um, your studies, so to speak. So I would ask you, um, what books would you say are the ones that you kind of refer to the most as your favorite books or the ones that motivate you the most? Oh, the Book of the Dead. It's an Egyptian book. It talks about the text on the pyramid walls and I also gotta say the art of war mm. by Sue Shun. yeah the, that yeah that one there definitely, you know, deals with strategy and intelligence and thinking and you know, how to study, you know, you know, your opponent in war or, you know, your opponent in life. Uh, basically, and kind of goes into uh, psychology as well, because you have to study your opponent uh, not only physically but mentally. And definitely, and 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 that yeah that one yeah that book right there is a definitely good book um, to you know read as far as like you know uh, studying how um, you know humans may think or react or. You know how how they do things, 
you know. So yeah, that's you know one thing that I wanted to you know get at you as far as like your um, studies because uh, that that was like one thing that I hadn't asked you uh, in the past uh, when I've had uh, previous interviews with you um, is that you know what you you know kind of like read or uh, things like that to kind of like have your quote unquote base of thinking not just with the you know thing about being with your family but also you know reading books and you know getting um lessons from those books oh definitely that's it. i mean I, life is about being a better you you got to make yourself the best you you could possibly be mm-hmm. but a lot of people can't do that because there's so many distractions now you got people who calling other people weak-minded oh you weak-minded stuff like that those sayings and words that get said so commonly to the point it has no value to it now. They were said for a reason. They were said for a reason. A lingo doesn't come from nowhere. Give me some skin. Show me some skin. Black hand side. Stuff like that. Handshakes. Those things don't come from just nowhere. That tribe was a trend. And what I'm getting to is, although that everyone has their own thought process, is a trend that was set that was good from the beginning that people just lost sight of. Mm-hmm. And they say nowadays, ignorance is bliss. You know? Right. Depending on what you say is ignorant. What's your category of ignorance? I'm just trying to walk in a straight and narrow. I see people that ain't all the way there. Grown ups that ain't all the way there. Not just not all the way there financially. Not all the way there mentally far as intelligence. I'm just saying commonly common sense. They're not there. They're not right sometimes. They can't take constructive criticism. You got a lot of fights, a lot of beefs in neighborhoods because of some dude looked at you wrong. It's a lot of depression that people is under right now. I mean, outside of boxing, outside of boxing, because I know for a fact that a lot of boxes is definitely under those impressions anyway. You got the whole cliche story of, oh, man, I was just a rough little kid anyway. Mm-hmm. So I had to fight. You know what I mean? A lot of boxers always have that type of background. Background, yeah, that story to, you know, get out of the streets and things. <laughs> right, right, sort of thing. But that all comes from a mentality. That's a mentality that they have not yet to break out of. And they found a vice. But just because they have a vice doesn't mean that they broke out of that mentality. So now they become older and still got that mentality. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. And, and, and that kind of like hinders them, you know, in, in, in their particular point in life where they can't get to a different point than where they have been uh, for the majority of their life. So, right. So now you just see that, that, that's the peak that they can reach. Yep. They're stuck. You know, they're basically stuck at that point, you know. Um, yeah, like you were saying, like a lot of, you know, people are um, 
you know, at the at this point where they kind of like uh you know go you know go a separate way or you know go out of the way of you know what they're you know supposed to be i guess um you know kind of you know goes into like a you know a lyric that that i uh refer to a lot you know we were beginners in the hood as five percenters but something must have got in us because all of us turned to sinners you know so it's you know just going going in the way that you know that they're not supposed to go to and it, it it just gets into bad situations at that particular point. You understand where I'm coming from. I understand exactly where you come from. You're a wise guy, and I, I follow shoes and footsteps of wise men, and I guess that's why I'm the way I am. I mean, everybody is a product of the environment what's around them. Right. I'm just fortunate enough to have the right people around me. I wasn't no roughneck. I wasn't no bad kid that was just fighting all the time. No. I had a home that fought, that liked boxing. I didn't have a hobby at first. I started liking boxing because I saw my parents like seeing my brothers achieve it. They went out, saw, and they conquered. They came back with trophies, outstanding trophies. Had stories to tell things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I gravitated to that. Naturally, I had the skill set because the DNA. So, I ran with it all the way to the Olympics. <laughs> Thanks to my dad, you know, and now I'm here professionally, still at it. Yep, yep, no doubt. And You, know, you had the um you know, that amateur career where you, you know, fought uh, various uh, fighters that were in there. Uh, we, you know, kind of like brought up um, a couple of them in the last conversation, including Jaron Ennis. And, you know, like I said, uh, you know, going into your professional career where uh, you had, you know, uh, fights that were, you know, a couple fights, well, actually a good number of fights at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And uh, also here in this uh, area, the D.C. area, over at the MGM National Harbor. Um, so, you know, kind of like going to how, how is it to like perform or to fight in those type of venues, like a Barclays center, which is kind of like a, you know, arena that a lot of boxing fights end up being at, or the MGM national Harbor, just being a few minutes from, you know, where, where you at? I mean, if you, I don't, I don't magnify the, the venues, Certain venues do tend to gravitate to me, and I gravitate to it more. New York, the Barclay Center, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I I like New York, you know. But like a pet, you get a dog to protect you. He should do what he's supposed to do in any backyard. Like I said, that's why I don't magnify the venues. But there are venues that I personally like. And the Barclay Center is definitely one of them. The MGM is definitely another. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, kind of like going uh, off, off, the, off the road there a little bit, uh, kind of going back into, you know, 
kind of like your daily thing. Like, what do you like listen to as far as like your motivation and music for motivation? Because, you know, one of the, um, you know, um, songs that you usually come out to is Keep Your Head to the Sky. Uh, so they yes. kind of like, yes, into, yes. you know, back in the days and things like that, where, you know, you had the Earth, Wind and Fires and the, you know, the Isley Brothers and, and that type of thing. Uh, back then, uh, so kind of like going to, you know, some of the things that you listen to, um, you know, on your way up or, you know, preparing for a fight. Well, I'm, right now, I've been getting more moderate with my music in the, I guess, the back room. I listen to some Drake, some Lil Wayne, you know, some things that are up-tempo, uh, it's a couple of guys. I'm not really uh, discriminated when it comes to good music. Anything that sounds good and please my soul, spirit, that's what I listen to. And a lot of nowadays, I like the, the rhythm of songs more than I do the lyrics. Right. <laughs> right. You know, that's why I say I modernize my music. Sometimes it's more so of the rhythm of the beat, the rhythm of the song. Yeah, yeah, it's more of like yeah. It's only a few. Yeah, it's only a few. That. Right, it's only a few modern songs that I do really know the lyrics to. Like like the lyrics to and et cetera. Like Jay Z, I know some of his. Lil Wayne, I definitely know some of his. Uh, Drake, I know some of his. Uh, who else? Um, Wale, he's a humble humble spirit of himself. You know, but I like his music. His music is universal, I believe. Um, T.I., Hustle Gang, they got a couple couple songs I like. Mm-hmm. You want yeah, me to yeah, yeah, sing one? I say, you want me to sing one? One part that I like, T.I., Hustle Gang. They be like, Just walked in a party. Girl, you villainati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't sing it to you. It's a little foul. I can't sing yeah. it. I'm gonna I'm leave the blooper, bloopers yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, you could uh, do that. I mean, I, I've had my, you know, time of listening to Ti and you know all of that. You know, those that music, the Ti's, the Little Wayne's, the Drakes. Um, you know, like you said, Wale's or you know somebody like a Kendrick Lamar or or someone like that. Um. Right. You know, there's there's a few, you know, music. few yeah, you know, uh you know, young Jeezy or Rick Ross or you know, things like that. Um yeah. I kinda of like listen to it and you know, uh I would say I had my time, you know, I had my time with that but kind of like, you know, transitioned over to something else. Uh, there, so I don't really, you know, listen to it that much. So I understand. Right, you don't get, uh, you, don't, you can't get the time to get to it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had my era with that, but once it, you know, gets a little bit too much, and I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm good, you know. Nah, nah, right, like I'm alright, you know. <laughs> yeah. what? I can go a day with solid. <laughs> That's yeah. how it is now, you know. So. You just got to stay yeah. updated and still keep yourself centered, ready to do whatever needed to be done. Exactly. Exactly. As long Especially as you when you got a family, kids of your own. Mm-hmm. 
You hear me? I say, especially oh. when you got a family and like kids of your own. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not oh, a dad, yeah, but I, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I, I'm not a dad. <laughs> I. <laughs> So, so, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. You know, but you know, once that time comes and I have to slow down with all of that, then yeah, I can't really, you know, just keep up with that type of stuff because that, you know, ain't really the, ain't really the real deal. Um, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five. So. I kind of don't, uh, you know, delve into that all too much, or at least not anywhere near like I used to, you know. So that kind of, uh, you know, was something that I kind of look at as far as like how music has changed over the course of time. And, you know, once it changes, then you change. If you don't change, then you'll never basically uh, grow, you know. So Right, kinda like right. How, like you got to get used with the uncomfortable. Yep, but it's, but it's that's where that's where more principles and stuff come to play though, because you like you said you can't never lose yourself no matter how much things change. You still got to be you. Yeah, yep. be be up to date and evolutionize with the time frame, with the era and stuff like that. But don't lose yourself. I start acting different because things around you is getting different. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, I don't, honestly, I, I wish I could speak for all when I speak, King James. But I know it's not like that. But when I do talk, I talk for those people who don't who don't understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And who can't even voice themselves. Mm. Now. You know, one one thing I do want to go you know over which uh, and I've like asked this one on one when I was with uh, your brother Gary Jr. is um, the impact that your brothers have in your life um, when it comes to you know being in the ring because you do have you know not just your father uh, there in your corner but you know at times you do have you know uh, Gary Jr. and you know also. Um, you know, your brother, uh, brother Gary, uh, still there that, you know, was there to, you know, help with training as well. So, like, kind of talk about how that, you know, having your family around you, uh, being there for you while you go through your professional career. It became a second nature thing because not only have they been there to my professional career, they've been there my amateur career. You know, so it'd be exciting when I'm sharing the battlefield with them. It's exciting. People ask me the same question. How does it feel fighting the same car with your brothers? It feels amazing. We're all whooping people together. We're winning. We're victorious. We're representing our culture, our neighborhood, and our loved ones. And on top of that, we just put money in our pockets. Now we really can provide for our loved ones. Right, you know, so it's it's a monumental thing, but at the same time, we don't we don't magnify because it's what we've been doing for so long. You know, if anything, we use it to teach others that that don't understand. Not just boxing, but life. We come out in an Egyptian outfit. We wear the unk. That represents life, not the cross. The cross don't represent life. It represents death. Mm. 
You go into the ancient text. If you go into the ancient text, the stuff that was before any religion, it will show you what represents life. The symbol that represents life. It's called an ump. We show that on television purposely. A lot of people are brainwashed or just don't know because they have been taught, like I said before. But we represent those people that are lost, that don't know. So right. we use we use our, our profession as, as a tool. Just like anybody else would use their profession as a tool or something to, to suffice them to get to another level, whether it's financially, whether it's comfortability, whether it's for their family, whatever it is. It can be selling playing cards. It can be selling tires, used tires. You can be selling smell goods. You can be selling these face masks for the coronavirus. If that's your yeah, profession, and you get famous yeah. off of that. Yeah, I was saying, if you get famous off of selling those masks, that's what you do. You did it for your family. You did it because you had to provide for your family. That became your personal profession. Now you're your own boss. You're self-employed. That's what it's about. People just forgot oh, yeah. that. That's why I say ignorance is bliss. They run through their paycheck, do it all over again on the same side. Yep. Week after week. You know, doing the same routine uh, every week and thinking that, you know, and that, and that's all that it is. And that, but that's if they have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially now. You know, now right. millions millions of people don't have uh, have a job, you know. So and it's that's, like. That's going to be an issue. That's going to be an issue. A lot of people didn't hear me because I said. Yeah, I really want to know when things go wrong or some Notre Dame and stuff, pay attention to the money. When things are getting bad, pay attention to the money. The money starts fluctuating crazily. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. It starts looking weird. It starts losing value. It starts disappearing. Start hearing about it on television, and there's nothing dealing with any of the people that's watching the television. That's when things start getting messed up and messy for the people that's living, not dealing with the string pulling on how people going to jail or setting the rules on these laws or making these laws. That's all Congress members that's doing those things. Mm-hmm. Right now, you got more nine to five jobs than you have government jobs, factories. All those people that don't have factory jobs or government jobs where you can work from home, you're no longer now going to have a job. Yep. Because it is valid. Now, unless you have no job, you got to run out and spend everything that you damn near got or made or saved for food and rations and toiletries for this virus. How are you going to make your money back? I don't know. Jobs that don't like, like they say, they say on the news, franchises that does not have a drive-through has to be shut down. Mm. It's a lot of franchises that does not have drive-through. Right, they have to adjust. They have to adapt, or they're they're going to be phased out. 
you know? Right. So you now you're about to have a ton of people for a, a job rush. There's going to be a job rush for everybody. That's the plan. Shut everything down. Slow everything down. So now you can have everybody going in a different direction. They got used to this direction already. It's stable yep. going this direction now. Now let's change it. That's what they're doing. Stay in the house, quarantine yourself. Once you quarantine yourself, they say, hey, set up these roadblocks here. Set up these roadblocks here. We're going to extend it. Now, if you are mad because your money running out, do something about it. Because they got National Guard out here ready for any type of mutilating or cults or people that just disagree with their ruling. Yeah, the rules. So they, they, they made their way purposely. People will get angry. People will run out of money. Yeah, that's when you're really going to find out, you know, how, you know, people are going to be when that money runs out, you know, or, you know, when you don't have a, you know, that job, you know, how are you, how are you going to be able to adjust? Can you, you know, learn yourself a new skill or do something where you could work at home or are you just going to, you know, be basically part of the, you know, people that are unemployed and stay unemployed and then, you know, not get the money that's needed to survive, then what you're going to do, you know? I know. I mean, it's going to be I a pretty trying situation in that instance. You know? Um so uh, one one other thing here, um, I know that you're on a social media uh, thing or whatnot. So, um, you know, what uh, is your, you know, kind of like your handle on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook or whatnot? Oh, well, I'm, I just started doing this TikTok thing. <laughs> <laughs> my niece has got me on to it, my youngest brother. I said, I call him Freaky Zay. Because he's multi-talented. I believe he's a jack of all trades, but he just got to be groomed to understand how to use the trades he has. Right. Yeah, so yeah, you do have that yeah, TikTok uh, thing that, yeah, yeah I've, heard of, I've heard of that. Uh, you know, the people have been using. And, um, you know, there's like a few other things out there as well. We think you are on uh, Instagram. Um, is it that, uh, what is that, Gary Antoine Russell uh, on Instagram? Gary A. Russell on IG, on Instagram, social media. Gary A. Russell all together. No safety, no nothing. Yep. For Facebook, it's Polo Swan. Right, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, just wanted to you know get that on out of there, and um, like I thank you there, King Gary, uh, for taking the time to uh, you know talk with me uh, here at this particular you know time when you know all that stuff is going on, and you know we you know went through a lot in this uh, conversation. I look forward to 
uh, getting in contact with you in the future once things uh, pick back up to where you're preparing yourself to uh, fight in the in the ring, my brother. Uh, I appreciate that, Saint John. That definitely comes to the forefront, and those wishes you just gave me gonna happen. All right, no doubt, my man, no doubt. Take it easy, my man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Bye-bye. No right. Y'all, that was a great conversation with the young Gary Antoine Russell. And bear in mind, Gary Antoine Russell is 23 years old. So that's a... You know, 23-year-old, you know, talking about the things that he was talking uh, in this particular conversation. And, you know, he talks about, you know, that bloodline of royalty and and how that, you know, is encompassed in his DNA and how he carries himself every single day. Um, And that's why he, you know, is as intelligent as he is, because he knows within himself that he has royalty within him. You know, like you said, uh, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, that is, that manifested um, in Brother Gary Antoine Russell. So uh, you'll be able to see him in action uh, once things pick back up uh, here in the boxing uh, scene. Um, Like I said, he's in the super lightweight division. Uh, he did have his uh, last fight against Jose Marufo on February 8th of this year at the PPL Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, where he scored that KO win. Uh, so he says that he'll eventually uh, get his way up in the rankings at super lightweight. And then once that happens, he'll be able to contend for a world title. So that is what we got uh, here uh, for right now, um, we will try to uh, get back on tomorrow evening for the weekly podcast, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. Um, once again, I thank Gary Antoine, the last Russell, uh, for coming on here uh, today. And this closes out this particular podcast. Thank you, and see you later.